Alicron community, it's, you know, 350k north of Alice Springs, mid-2019, thought, well, how are we going to get these young people or any people involved in farming? Because the big overall picture is the melon farm that's eight kilometres down the road. I just had to think outside the box to create a pathway from, from that community to not only the melon farm, but big farming opportunities that Centre Farm are creating in the next couple of years. So it's great that we can fill up two trucks a day, those uh, full of watermelons selling straight down south. But uh, my motivation was to get that local community of Alyawara, Walpuri, Warramunga and Cadiz people involved in that big melon farm. So I started with the corporation that leased that melon farm made up of traditional owners and residents of Valley Krung community. And um, they started off with a, quite a substantial amount of their lease money to put towards the future generations. And then I went to another philanthropic and got another quite substantial amount of money. And then by the time I knew it, I had half a million dollars to work with this young people, work with a pathway. So it started getting serious. So I... Uh, set out a plan to have this program in three cohorts. The cohort, what we first started off was years four to six, and then, of course, years seven to nine, because that's what's in Ali Krung community. That happened last year. Huge successes, a lot of attendance, happy faces, and to have young people attending 80% of the week in a remote community is just not normal. Well done to the education department and the joint venture with Centre Farm. We installed year 10, 11 and 12, so senior college in Ali Karang this year, started this year 2021, because the policy from the Northern Territory Government is that they have to go to Urara or to Darwin or interstate to do their secondary college. Well, no one turns up. Anyway, we thought outside the box, started this program, started this year. The Education Department set a target to have 12 enrolments by week four, term one. Didn't matter how many were going to school, it was just 12 enrolments, okay. We can achieve that, I didn't think that was that hard. Well, it wasn't that hard, because after week three we had 20 enrolments, so we blew that target out of the water with a week to spare. Having said all that, now we've got 30 enrolled in the program now. That's really satisfying for the traditional owners and residents that put their neck out and started this project. And to have 10 young people receiving certificates, that is huge. And 12 months ago, there was no secondary college in that community. Now they are turning up in droves. And uh, it's rubbing off both the younger group and the older group. So the third cohort that I spoke about is the, the CDP or the senior, the 18 above so we started with that. They've done some huge trials with Garlic Australia over the last couple of years. And this year they asked to plant a crop of pumpkins. And I thought, well, this is your project. Go for it. So they planted a hectare of pumpkins, two varieties, butternuts and coventries. Anyway, we'll wind the clock forward two weeks ago. So July to November. They nurtured this paddock, nurtured this crop, 
fertilised it and made sure that every, all the water's always turned on. A month ago, we put a sign around the community we needed pickers. So anyway, we didn't know how we were going to go, but we got 10 pickers. They picked six tonne of pumpkin. They kept turning up. Now, if you said that to me in 2019, I would have said, oh, yeah, that sounds okay, but I don't know if we're going to achieve that. But we achieved that. And, and, and when I say we, my job's easy. I can go and get the funding and talk to the education department or, or the ministers. That's easy. The hard part is these young people are doing the hard part. They're turning up and they're being excited about what they're learning and what they're achieving. Now, I'll go back to those pickers. They've picked all those pumpkins. We just can't give them any away. So you've got to sell them. So we approached a wholesaler in Darwin and he said, I'll buy the lot. So I thought that's a great idea, but how can we give our footprint, Central Australia, some of this access to this fresh fruit and veggies rather than going to Darwin come back to us? So I approached IGA Luritipa and we've sold them 230 kilos of pumpkin. Tennant Creek Food Barn just bought 250 kilos of pumpkin off Ali Karang. And the fruiterer, the local wholesaler here in Alice Springs, Central Fruit and Veg Market, they just bought 750 kilos of pumpkin off us. So it just opens up the the opportunities for these young people. Like I said, 12 months ago, they weren't doing nothing. Now, this year, they've done drone training, how to fly a drone and check that pumpkin patch. We're moving forward with technology, so we're using that to the advantage of these young people. They all love games. We all love phones. And that's what controls these drones. And then we've had some simulator training with tractor training. To see the young people propagate a seed and to plant it in the ground and to see them pick it and cook with it, that's so job rewarding. And this year we introduced some chooks and they lay eggs. Uh, they get sold within the community and um, they eat a lot of the scraps from the second veggies that we grow but um that's just animal husbandry that uh, you know we've introduced this year and the young people love it because that's their space warabro ali karung i mean we won the clock back to the 60s and 70s they had a huge market garden there they were supplying all of tenon creek their fresh produce they were supplying their own they were supplying all the pasture leases around there with fresh fruit and veggies after that happened in the 60s and 70s in, in Alicrung on Warrabri Aboriginal Land Trust, it went pear-shaped somewhere along the line and um, we can't do nothing about that, like I said, but we can do something about today and moving it forward. Now, what we're doing in 2021 and beyond is just using the same bit of dirt that their great-grandparents used, the same water, actually, the same bore, but we're doing it in 2021 style. We can drive that change through the current young people we have. Now, like I said, the opportunity down the road at that melon farm and, and future farms that Centre Farm are working on, there's a clear pathway now that they can go from middle school to senior college to employment on our work experience pilot. Or we've moved from pilot to pathway program there's clear pathways. Now, 
to have those 10 people, young people yesterday, get those certificates in agri-foods sets them up to make better choices in life, gives them an opportunity to, to knock on that farmer's door down the road and say, hey, I'm here, mm. I need a job. I get that these melons need to be picked and every picker that they have there is not from that community. They're from Vanuatu, East Uma. I get that they need employment too and I get that these these watermelons need to be picked. But let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's keep the baby and just move it to how we're doing it today. And the excitement for the young people is the place is not in a box. We're not sitting in a classroom and learning stuff that probably is irrelevant to them. They're outside, they're touching. What means so much to them is the land, the country, because authority comes from country. And that's how we've engaged with these young people. I'm excited for next year because we, we're introducing a trial with bush tuckers. And, and it's going to be taught by the people from the area. We don't need to go to university to continue our culture, but we can do it in a controlled environment. And, and when we do plant their kajara or the arara, the lemongrass, the young people will learn that song and they will learn that painting. They will learn how it fits into our world. So we need to do both worlds and that's what we're creating next year we're going to form a pathway that they're not our culture is not going to get left behind here it's going to be part of it the hard yards have been done by the locals of that place and of course we've got some really top class staff we've lost a couple of top class staff but you know what we've got to keep moving on because this project that we have created is bigger than me and it's bigger than any of our staff it's for the future generations of the area. If we sit back and do the, what we've done for the last 20 years, we're going to be in the same position in another 20 years unless we didn't think outside the box to get this going. And uh, the excitement in that community when we've seen people working, our start time was 7.30. Well, 10 of those pickers were already walking a kilometre to get to work. Now, that's exciting to me. We're doing something right. We're, they're not going there because they have to be there. They're going there because they're wanting to be there. So that's the difference is creating a space, create an environment mm. that they want to be at, not a place that they don't want to be at because whatever we've done in the past has not worked. So we've got to move with the times. The young girls and women are the stars. I mean, you know, the fellas, they turn up, but the ladies are the ones. The young girls are the ones that are fine detail. They get it right. You teach them once how to plant or pick and they're done. But you get the young fellas, it's a bit harder for them to concentrate. So anyway, the girls are the stars. And, and, and in actual fact, we had more female pickers than men pickers. So uh, there you go. If they can pick up a five kilo pumpkin, that sets them up to shame up their nephew or uncle. Let's just paint the real picture here. I mean, these young people are having quiche for breakfast with those eggs that they're picking and those silver beet or those tomatoes that they've picked and grown. They're gone off the pies and cokes. So there we go. We're changing people's diets. Now, for us in a remote community to be hitting seven of closing the gap targets, really, government, they thought Joe Clark was crazy two and a half years ago. Now, 
They want to own this project. So Joe Clark is crazy. And it, whatever, whatever I asked for two and a half years ago, I tell the government departments quite easily, you can be involved, you can, but you need to put another zero on the end of those requests that I asked you three years ago. Because we're up and about now and these young people have done the hard yards don't think that this program's a low-hanging fruit because the standard has been set by these people from remote communities that, hey, we don't need any handouts. We just need a hand up. And that's what we've got. And that's where the that's where we're heading with this project. I set out on this journey, all right? And, and I knew that it's not going to be easy. Never easy. We still have our problems day to day up there. But I've given this project a generation, 25 years to get it right. Now, that, that seemed like a long way, but we've had five generations of welfare dependency in that community, and, and I'm just being honest and real here. We have to think long-term. So the vision that I've had all the way along is 25 years in time. Well, hopefully, I'm still around in another 25 years, but this project is bigger than, like I said, any individual. This project is here for a while, and, and, and I want to get it right. We can roll this program out. At Murijulu, the foot of that little rock out there, we could roll that out mm. around hospitality because that's the industry there. We could roll this out at Yindamu, not a problem. It'd have to be around mining because that's the industry close to that community. Or we can go to my country, Hearts Range, and do something there, but it'd have to be around pastoralists. So we can do all this stuff, but there has to be an industry close by it. We've picked fruit and veggies because that's what, Centre farmer involved in. I don't think it'd be wise for us to do mining because we don't mine. We grow and pick fruit. And, and food security is very important around the world. It's, that's been a motivating factor that changing diets and making people healthier and happier kicks goals for this project. It, it has been a ride. It has been a great journey. But uh, you know what? I'm not over yet. I'm, I'm stuck in this team and I'm not moving anywhere because I can see results and and, and for me to go to that farm yesterday and any day I go there, to see these young people come up to you and shake your hand and tell you how proud they are of what they're achieving. Yeah, of course they say thank you for giving us a start, but it, like I said, I want this thing to be remembered for the young people of Ali Karung community to have a crack.